Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It is the start of school across the U.S. Some have already gone back. Some are going back this particular week, regardless of whether you're listening in real time or maybe on a playback sometime in the future. It's a challenge nowadays with school. And we started talking about that last time we got together with her. We're going to pick up from that point. And she is an amazing psychologist and deals with adolescents, children, adults, parents on these levels and many others. And she is Dr. Gloria Vanderhorst. And she's back with us. Hey, Gloria, welcome. How are you? I am good. Thanks for having me back. It's Interesting that we're talking mm-hmm. about this because I just walked through a convenience store, got a cup of coffee, looked down at the front page of the newspaper. Yes, they still publish newspapers. And of course, you could see it online. And in these parts of the New York area, school is back this week. And it says big letters, you know, full page back to school. Mm-hmm. And I'm reading here educators, meaning what's coming from educators, what they're thinking about. It says learning challenges mental health, attendance are priorities as students head back to class. And that's kind of what we're talking about, the mental health situation, which we've talked about a little bit, very challenging, especially for teens right now, uh, learning challenges and attendance. And there's a lot of kids that have challenges even going to school. What, let's, let's start there. What do you do in that situation where, You have your child, be it elementary school, middle or high school, and they don't want to go for whatever the reason is. I'm not talking Mm -hmm. about just a defiant kid that just doesn't want to, I don't want to go to school. Right. No, no. The reasons I'm, you know, I bullying, uh, Mm -hmm. self-esteem, right. Anxiety. Um, Mm -hmm. how do you, how do you deal with that? If you're a parent, it's hard to deal with that. Right. Because you, you love your child. You want your child to be content. You're sending your child basically to a full-time job. If you really think about it, all right, they're going to a full-time job. And when they're reporting to you that they don't like it, they're afraid of their boss or they're afraid of their coworkers, it's terrifying for a parent. And you're required by law to educate your children. Yes. Right? So that means you have to figure out a way to support your child going back to school, or you have to take your child out of the public school system, maybe put them into a private system, maybe do homeschooling. And those are expensive, Right. As a country, we've invested millions of dollars in educating our children. And I think right now that investment is going bust. We are not educating our children. Right. We're housing them for six, seven, eight hours a day. A small percentage of them are getting an education because they invest themselves in that. But I think the majority of them are just kind of tolerating Mm -hmm. the discomfort until the bell rings and they can run home. I totally agree with you. I see it. I hear it. I have teens. Um, Everyone is different. Some kids just just eat up school like they enjoy it. 
they thrive, they do well, mm -hmm. they want to do well, then mm -hmm. dare I say the majority of the others either get by or don't maybe fail or undermine. Yeah. Right. Some of them come to school really just to undermine. It's a way that they can help themselves feel better, feel competent, feel successful. Right. They're going to bump into people in the hall. They're going to make fun of somebody. They're going to stuff things in somebody's locker, including stuffing a child in his or her own locker. Uh, yeah. They're just there to express their own frustration that yeah. this is not a successful workplace for them. What's going on here? For a bunch of different questions, has something changed nowadays compared to, don't want to sound old, but let's say, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. So that's question number one. Question number two, is it on the it's, municipality, the educators? Is, well, something has definitely changed. There's no doubt about that, right? Mm -hmm. And if you look at uh, what we pay an educator for the task that we are asking them to do, we're not going to get the best quality people mm -hmm. serving in those places. We're going to get a percentage of people who are truly dedicated to education, want to do it, love to do it, would do it even if you didn't pay them, but they're not well paid in comparison to the job that they're supposed to do, mm -hmm. right? They're supposed to turn out people who are highly educated, who are socialized well, and who are competent so that we can put them into the workforce and improve everybody's life so they can make money, buy houses, live in neighborhoods. I mean, that's supposed to be the goal of the educational system, and we're not doing it. Well, you know, I just got visions in my head as you talk about the compensation. And if you were to pay a life coach for your kid – uh, even a therapist, you would be paying a lot more than what the teachers are getting paid to do what they Absolutely. do. And yes, there's some pluses there. You have the whole summer off. You have tenure. You could take a sabbatical. You, you know, pension, all of that. You know, there's lots of pluses there, but the base salary uh, may not be where it needs to be for what's being. And to have a classroom of 20-something kids now you have all these different personalities to manage because really that's what you're doing. You're managing that's the right. personality and then, then the parents. Uh, mm -hmm. It's not like every kid is perfect and they want to learn. So you come in and you do your thing as a teacher. <laughs> and you're out. No, there's a lot of back and work that, that goes on. And then you have to, have to adhere to state guidelines. Uh, right. With lesson plans. And I'll tell you this uh, here, state of New York, it is one of the most challenging states in the country if you want to homeschool. There's so much paperwork that needs to be filled out. There's so much mm -hmm. approval that needs to take place. And even that being said, then you get paid for it. So, right. Or you have to be a very active part as a parent in the homeschooling. It's not like you just mm -hmm. say, okay, Junior, you're off. Enjoy those videos. I'll be at work today. I'll be home later to make dinner. It doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. 
I think homeschool is, is a great option for certain families. Um, yeah. We had a neighbor several years ago who homeschooled her two boys and did just a fabulous job of that, both in terms of the content and the knowledge base and also in terms of socializing them because there's a whole network of families that homeschool and they get exposed to a variety, you know, they would work for half a day and then for another half a day, they'd go to the museums, they take trips places, they get together with other families and socialize. Great for mental health. Mm. And you mentioned earlier that mental health is really one of the key areas that the newspaper is pointing out. We need intervention there. We need a plan for mental health for our kids. And the school, by and large, until very recently, did not take mental health seriously, or perhaps the culture has changed. And mental health just used to be kind of an integrated part of the system. And then it dropped out in some way. And now we have to bring it back into the system. But we're not helping these kids learn to respect each other, to socialize with each totally true. their needs at an early stage instead of waiting until they get so frustrated that the only thing they can do is to strike out in some aggressive way. We're just not doing the job. And I think we're behind, at least my view of this with kids in school, is that they're hiring more guidance counselors, maybe social worker, but that's when it's too late. That's when, right. you know, junior is having a problem or there's a bunch of juniors having a problem. You know, well, we have a social worker for you. All right, great. When I was in kindergarten, you know, centuries ago, I remember, <laughs> you know, having some challenges. Um, you know, I had separation anxiety. Sure. Uh, and I, I even remember in my mind going to a social worker or guidance counselor uh, mm-hmm. Maybe a psycholo- school psychologist. And I remember, you know, them asking me because I was big into drawing, you know, drawing what I'm feeling like yeah, and, and all uh-huh. of that. Um, but that's this is all to the point where you, you now you need help. What about before you need help or along right. the way? What can be done in a school district to support kids? Well, we can first recognize that every child has emotional issues. And so think about it. If you started the day, not just with the homeroom roll call, but Mm. with some small group experiences Mm. where you get to, first of all, dump, right? You've come from home. I don't know what your home is like. I don't know what the stressors were for you as a kid in the morning. But if there was a group experience where kids got to disclose, here's what my morning was like, here's what last night was like. And if you did that all the way through, all right, kindergarten up through high school, so that you're really telling all of these people that they're emotional beings and that their emotion takes priority. I have to be in an emotional state in order to receive new information. If I'm anxious because mother was irritated in the morning or father 
came home drunk last night, mm. right, mm. and threw things around, mm. uh, or if I just sense tension between my parents or tension between my older brother and a parent, all right, I bring that into school with me. And if the morning could start with an acceptance that everybody has brought something emotional in with them, let's get it out in the open, let's have a safe place to disclose it and to be responsive to the emotional need that yeah. it brings up, then you can move into math, science, English, writing, art, Right. percent. I, I wish there's no way I could agree with you more because it's just that's it. This needs to be OK before right. you start learning. And right. we, we don't do that. We don't do that. No. We force feed all the learning into a kid's head. But th let's face it, they're going through stuff like you just said. There's mm -hmm. challenges, challenges at home could be challenges with um, classmates and friends right. could be just. I'm just not feeling good. I don't know what it is. You're a kid. How do you figure that all out? Um, right. We have and that, a lot that's going to gonna come out, right? I can't, uh, you can't contain those feeling states. There was a news report on the news here in the DC area last night. An art teacher had been attacked on the playground by two students, Right. And so she goes through this process of thinking, you know, I'm going to stop teaching. This is too dangerous. I don't really want to do this. And then she comes to grips with the reality that she loves the work that she does. And so instead of stopping teaching, she starts an organization to facilitate paying attention mm -hmm. to the emotional needs of these kids so that they won't be motivated to attack a teacher, right? Be irritated by something that's happening on the playground and act out and injure another child. So the emotional state of our children has to start taking priority or we, we can't educate them. You, could, you couldn't even educate an adult in, if they're not mentally prepared or they're going through some challenges. And even those, those the, the playground attack, why did that happen? Were, were those, I'm sure, I'm going to take a guess here, it's probably those students weren't shaking her down for money. They were frustrated. There, mm -hmm. there, there's an emotional... They were frustrated. Their mm -hmm. needs weren't being met in some way. Or and understood. They carried that with them for, you know, several hours. And then you get out onto the playground and it just explodes. Yeah. Yeah. Because nobody's paid attention to the emotional need that I've been carrying around. And so if the teacher tells me to, you know, stay in line, don't button line, right? You want to go down the slide, you stay in line, explosion. I just can't tolerate it. Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't been given the tools. I don't know how to do it. Right. <laughs> As adults, we don't know how to do it. Now, now you're talking about, you know, somebody who is, uh, could be in middle school or even, you know, even high school and mm -hmm. not know how to, to handle all of these situations. Right. And I also think too, and you know, I wasn't the best student, but my view here is that a lot of schools 
are pushing so hard to prepare students for, for college. What, mm-hmm. happened, what about if you don't want to go? We talked about that briefly right. last yeah, time. Yeah, we've talked know, about that before. You know, the trade, yeah. trades are important, but we don't, we don't, we're not really focusing that anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I remember we had, you know, there was different shops. So there was auto shop. There was, you know, electrical mm-hmm. shop. Uh, you know, maybe they're still doing that, but it seems on a different scale now. There's less uh, uh, importance. Oh, I think there's much less of it. Uh, I think it's going to make a comeback. And I think that's a very good thing, because if you look at the United States, we hardly manufacture anything anymore. All right. Computer chips, where are they manufactured? Sure. Yeah. Overseas. Yeah. Automobiles, where are they manufactured? Mm-hmm. Overseas. All right. Computers themselves, which we depend on constantly. Overseas. Yeah. Right. Machinery. Overseas. I mean, just clothing. Yeah. Clothing. Look at the clothing labels on anything you buy. Absolutely. Right? We yes. used to manufacture all of those things, which made a good living for the majority of the population. And we're not doing it. We need to regain it because our population needs to be able to support itself. And and that's not happening right now. We do not have a population that can easily support itself. I can't imagine being a student and not being very academic or interested in that. That was me. And Mm -hmm. nowadays where you don't have an outlet, you want to be creative, you want to learn, but this Mm -hmm. other stuff is not doing it for you. And now, I just got a memory. When I was in school, 11th grade, Ms. Jeslak, she was the librarian. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was always into media, wanted to get into radio since I was nine. And video, first it started with slideshows. And video uh, interests me a lot. And mm-hmm. they had they had eh, junky kind of video equipment. But she stepped up, and my friend Greg and I made a recommendation and said, you know what, we need some good video equipment. Back then, they dumped about four grand in equipment, uh-huh. and that that was a big deal. And that wasn't even That's a lot. A big deal, right? That was, a, that was a camera and a portable video deck, but mm-hmm. high end stuff. For right. then, for then, it would probably be like fifteen grand now. And she signed off on it, and we started making videos, and we That's started fabulous. winning the the school awards. I remember cool. winning an award. Ironic. Here's the ironic thing. I'm 17, barely 17, and I'm producing a show about vandalism in our town. Uh-huh. And I would go to a shopping center and talk to adults and ask their view of these different things. They wouldn't they wouldn't talk to me because I was a kid. So I put on a suit with a tie and made an ID that said ABC News or something like that. <laughs> right away people would talk. Everybody talked to you. Everybody <laughs> talked at that point. Um, but I'm thankful and grateful that Ms. Jeslak and the school district saw that, yeah, you know what? We could do this. Mm-hmm. We could allow students to to have that that creativity. Because um, mm-hmm. now what do you do? And yes, there are some some video programs and things like that, but it's more like forcing algebra and forcing, okay, right. okay, great. But if that's not you. Right. It's- and, and pushing everybody to go to college also reduces the standards for a college degree. Mm. And we've just undermined our society 
when we do that, right? There are a variety of other places where people can be successful. Not everybody needs to have a college degree. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. What about other things to mentally prepare students? Things like meditation, Mm-hmm. You know, may, a more regular basis. I remember uh, they did, there was one teacher and this was uh, elementary school and this teacher was into yoga and she was uh-huh. set aside. And yeah, of course you have one teacher in elementary school for right. your grade, right. in your grade. Um, and you're with that teacher all year long. She would, during the week, set aside some time and kids would do yoga or maybe a That's meditation fabulous. session. And I know there was some parents that probably looked at it, but that it like, what is A little weird. Teacher? Yeah. <laughs> But my kids both would say that it was fun and they enjoyed mm-hmm. it. And and they weren't mm-hmm. just saying it because it was a time killer. Like, yeah, we don't right. do anything except sit here on a mat <laughs> and think right. or not. Um, but it was impactful. And the more I hear that schools are teaching energy healing or Reiki mm-hmm. principles, uh, mm-hmm. all of those classes are filled up. And it's not because it's an easy elective. It's because the students are interested, genuinely interested right. in this thing. Oh, it, it's, it speaks to your soul. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the necessary part of being a human being is to understand yourself mm. and to be able to manage your thoughts and your feelings. And so those are all training grounds for teaching children that they can manage their own thoughts and feelings that they're in charge and they don't have to be overwhelmed by anybody else. They can manage themselves. What a shame, Gloria, our school system and, and decades back that didn't or don't do that and should on a much more grand scale, because Mm -hmm. those things that we would, we could or should be teaching our students, what winds up happening after school they wind up going to therapy or right. counseling or whatever. And there's nothing wrong with that, right. but they could be better prepared for a lot of things. If, if it was cool in school to learn that kind of stuff or be exposed. Right. And we, we could do preventive things. All right. I honestly think if you started the morning with a small group process, really focused on looking at what's the emotional dynamic you've brought in with you? What are the stressors that you're carrying right now? Can we relieve those so that you can now focus on learning something Mm -hmm. and enjoying your friendships that we would be much better off? The other thing I would add to education is more male teachers. Of course. And we've talked about that before. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. I just got a vision in my head of, yeah, they used to call it home ec. And now they call mm-hmm. it, you know, consumer sciences or whatever, whatever it is. Okay, great. You're teaching everybody how to make an omelet and other other necessary skills. But if you can't manage this, who mm-hmm. cares about cooking? Who cares right. about all of that that stuff? Um, that's where you need to start. You need to be able to manage, mm-hmm. even to love yourself. So many kids, right. so many adults hate themselves, talk negatively to themselves. Right. You know, imagine if, if there was some kind of elective, I don't even know what you would call it. I don't know the curriculum it would be, but mm-hmm. to, like you just said, to learn about yourself and how right. to manage that. Wow. Yeah, to really improve your emotional health. And the other thing is that when children do get into conflicts, 
with each other, there really needs to be a resolution process Mm. that they go through. Mm. It isn't enough to separate them. It isn't enough to send one home. You really have to help children and middle schoolers, adolescents learn how to resolve a conflict with someone else. And we don't do a good job of that. We need to improve that so that they have a life skill for managing conflict moving forward. It's more about punishment uh, or, or, or consequences than the management part of it. And I get that schools have rules. I remember my son was in, I think he was, it was seventh grade or something. And his friend buddies, their friends, they're mm-hmm. in the lunchroom. And the friend said, can you, from where you are, could like, if you were to punch me, could you actually like reach from could this, you reach this, this distance? And my son was like, I don't know. Like, that's uh, sure. Boom. well, that's what happened. And it was just a, you know, a friendly, like, I wonder if you can, and he hit right, him. Yeah. But guess probably. what happened? Guess what happened? They both got, he sus- got, they he got, got suspended. They both, they both got suspended because of the protocols. And I understand that, but it, they were both laughing at it. But, you know, the kid had a bloody nose. Somebody saw it. And like, you know, my son right. was like, we were just playing it. And the other right. kid concurred. Um, but, you know, <laughs> I guess this, you have to have protocols if somebody is struck, whatever. Um, but yes, to ama- to manage the conflicts. Well, you don't. You do not have to implement those protocols rigidly. All right. Yeah. Here are two guys who were enjoying <laughs> themselves. Yeah. One took up a challenge and actually accomplished it. All right. These guys need to be able to process, and they also need to be able to educate their friends. Mm. Right. So there's a trickle-down benefit to having them process, what do you guys do? What's the outcome of that? What's the impact on the group around you? Sure. And if you could do an instant replay of that, what would you do this next time? Yeah. Right. And and probably it, it isn't punch your friend in the nose. And again, that wasn't, that was just a, I wonder if you can reach, (laughs) Um, but Mm -hmm. to your point, resolution, here's what happened. Here's what could have happened next time. Probably not a good idea to see if you can actually make it that distance Uh, and you know, whatever. Uh, But there's, there's those skills aren't taught. The resolution skills aren't taught. It's basically call the parents, the parents come up take the cell phone away, whatever the, you know, the repercussions right. the kid are. is in trouble. He gets certain consequences, but that's not helpful. No. And you know what? That turns into negativity because in that, uh, that school, I remember a lot of kids would complain about the assistant principal and mm-hmm. the person had a very negative outlook around kids. Allegedly, right. um, mm-hmm. There must have been a negative vibe if all the kids say the same exact right. thing. Yeah, expecting them to get in trouble, expecting right. them to, to act out in negative ways. Right. And we do tend to fulfill someone else's expectation of us, mm-hmm. particularly if it comes across repeatedly, right? That I really expect you teenagers, all right, to be troublemakers. Well, eventually I'm going to fulfill that for you. It's, I think it goes back to manifesting it. You know, you, 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 mm-hmm. you, you become what you think. So you're thinking, you know, I'm going to get in trouble. Guess what? You're going to get in trouble. <laughs> it's going to right. happen. I might as well experiment. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or, you know, if you, even the word troubles in your mind, you're going to find it. 
It's going to show up for you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Amazing that we talked two episodes here about school. Um, but so important. It's you know, important. What's going on here? Because we are shaping the future of our mm -hmm. population and uh, apparently not doing a great job. Not too well. We need to change that. For sure. Uh, Gloria, your website, if anybody wants to check in with you, let's say even somebody has uh, challenges with their parents, uh, with their children, parents having challenges with mm -hmm. adolescence or whatever it might be, how do we find you? The website is www.drvanderhorst.com. So it's www.drvanderhorst.com. It's real easy. I have to and go. sign up for my blog while you're there. Yeah, you have a lot of great content. Your website's fantastic. There's a lot of insight okay. there. And uh, and for that, all of it, I appreciate you being with us. You're welcome. Happy you to so do it. We'll be right back. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Hi, this is Terry Crews. Actor, former football player, game show host, father of five, and all-around big dude. I'm also an expert on drama. I know all kinds of drama. There's the good kind that comes with having a house full of kids. There's the bad kind like season-ending injuries. There's the necessary kind like having an agent in Hollywood. And there's silly drama like the drama around my percolating pectorals. And then there's the drama you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your high school diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. Or text diploma to 97779. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop to opt out. That's diploma to 97779. And leave the drama to actors like me. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council.